Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for Friday, glorious Friday, the 21st day of July 2023. Happy, I hope you got something good planned this weekend, and I hope, I don't know, I hope it involves fun, more fun than you know what to do with. Anyway, I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Appreciate all the downloads and everything. Don't forget the uh, that uh, hearing and the out, I'll touch on it a little bit here, but there's going to be a lot more about this crap, I suspect, on the Week in F and Review at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. You don't want to miss it. Please support the program. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Five bucks a month is the minimum. That's not too much to axe, is it? Come on, Governor. All right. <clears throat> well, I wake up and I go to check various websites and see what's going on with the news and you go and I still I still go to the Drudge Report every once in a while because why not? He does post some things up there that are interesting, more the obscure things than the big things. He's a clickbait website, always kind of has been, but now, you go there on uh, Thursday morning, and it's a big picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Republican perverts. Oh, that Marjorie Taylor Greene at the hearing on the IRS whistleblowers. She showed dirty pictures of Hunter Biden getting uh, having sex with prostitutes. And the left-wing media and the left-wing activists, and they're all upset. Oh, can you believe? Can you believe this? Now, a couple of things about this before we get into what happened, the latest developments about this. But what cracks me up about this is these are the very same people, the very same people, the whole Morning Joe crew over there who pleasure themselves to the illustrations and genderqueer, essentially. They, they are out there, and there's really nothing in those three pictures, I think, that Marjorie Taylor Greene showed that is any different than the illustrations in genderqueer. There's only three things that she showed, whereas there's a lot of talk and um, illustrations in genderqueer. Oh, I guess there is one important difference. Um, it, it's, it's straight sex that Hunter was having, and it's gay sex that's drawn in genderqueer. Maybe that's what's got the gang over at uh, Morning Joe sexually aroused. Who knows? But I just find it hilarious. Can you believe this show? This was disgusting. It was an outrage. What a whole! First of all, the idea that Matt Drudge would be uh, outraged by this is hilarious. I'm sure if you sniff around online, you can find a whole bunch of stories that I've heard from many, many people, including many people who know Matt or at least knew Matt and uh, worked with Matt. But uh, I can't confirm them, so I'm not going to report them or repeat them here. But um, I'm sure you can find stories to sit there and say that, oh, Matt is a pearl clutcher over things like this are uh, ridiculous, ridiculous. The Scarboroughs over at MSNBC, do you really think, oh, can you believe this? 
how many marriages between those two people, how many uh, side pieces between those people. Oh, no, it's so beyond the pale. Oh my! None of them are outraged, by the way. None of them have said a damn word about what really is the outrage in this whole thing. And that is Hunter Biden screwing obviously sex-trafficked women. Obviously. Somewhere along, you know, you know the story out in Latvia, they lure these women, hey, modeling gigs, come on, we'll take you to the United States. And then they get them hooked on drugs, they smuggle them into the country, and you've got a sex slave. And you've got people somewhere along, like those movies are not made up. Those movies are not fiction. (laughs) They're fictionalized. They're not actually happening on the screen there. But the idea, nobody in Hollywood, I mean, for God's sakes, they're remaking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Nobody in Hollywood is, is that creative to come up with something like this. This is real life stuff. And Hunter Biden, the son of the president of the United States, was engaging in and enabling and supporting, and he dropped a fortune on it. So who knows? Um, Human trafficking. Do we know if any of these women were underage? No, we do not. No, we do not. Has there been a single enterprising media outlet putting reporters on this to track down these women, which he took enough pictures of them. It shouldn't be all that difficult to figure out where they were, when they were, and maybe finding them. But nope, nobody cares. Let them go back into the murky. They're probably smuggled to another country by now and still keeping doped up and uh, used for sex so that other men can take so that men can take their money. And that that's it. That's what's going on. But there was so much outrage over what Marjorie Taylor Greene did and nothing over what Hunter Biden did. And the outrage was coming at the pictures of the people who will defend to the death gender queers' right to be in, and actually gender queers' necessity in their mind, to be in elementary schools. In elementary schools. That's it. Nobody's banning this book. The government doesn't have the power to ban books. You can buy in any of these states where they say, get this crap out of elementary schools. You can buy as many copies as you like of that book. In bookstores, independent bookstores, probably stock it. I bet you what's really sick is as soon as any parent expresses outrage about, hey, they're they're depicting sex between a 25-year-old teacher and a 14-year-old boy in this book, and they're doing it in a way that that sort of glorifies it. It's a good thing. It's a normal thing. And you, you point that out and say, hey, why is this in the fifth grade reading section? You know, not grooming. Don't call it grooming. Upon hearing that, as soon as the parent says, we don't want this crap. What a, my kid can't do basic math or read but you can give them a graphic novel novel with uh, oral sex being explained step by step. Do you see the problem here? There is a group, when that happens, because when one parent finds out about it, other parents are going, what in the hell is wrong with these people? And they show up to school board meetings. There is a group on the other side who immediately goes, well, I'm not going to stand for censorship and I'm going to buy this. And they are adults childless adults in a lot of cases who think that somehow they're being defiant and deviant by purchasing copies of this book when realistically they are being deviant they're exposing themselves as deviant 
perverts who should not be anywhere near children. It doesn't. If you want to have a copy of these books on your bookshelf, if you want to take them into the bathroom and pleasure yourself to them, it go ahead. You're a sick person, and you come around my kids, and you're probably going to end up in a way that you're not going to enjoy. But uh, you're free to do it in the privacy of your own home. Keep it away from everybody else, or do it on your front porch. Who cares? It's the forcing of it on kids, the foisting of it on kids that has the problem but nobody's banning this crap so these books in a weird way are selling more copies than they otherwise would to perverted leftists who think they're being resistant to something we're standing up for free speech really you're standing up for free so invite a conservative on a college campus when a conservative is invited to speak on a college campus and the left-wing mob threatens to burn the place down are you taking to the streets there or is it just kitty porn that you support the free speech of have you ever signed a petition to get fox news banned from your cable system because i'm gonna go ahead and maybe throw the challenge flag on your claims of commitment to freedom of speech i don't think that do you say that hate speech is not free speech have you ever said that have you ever thought of that because it is and it's really unpopular speech is the only speech that needs protecting but if you think you can bifurcate and separate out various types of speech particularly the speech you don't like as being unacceptable and therefore outside the realm of freedom of speech I think you're probably just really into looking at cartoons of adults having sex with kids, right? I think that's probably what you're into. If you've seen the poll, what was it? Uh, half of the people under 35 years old think it should be a punishable crime to misgender or mispronoun some of these weirdos. If you're one of them, your commitment to free speech is in question. <laughs> you are the problem you seek to fight. You're likely just too dense to be able to understand it. So yeah, you can sit there and say, wow, it's wildly inappropriate for Marjorie Taylor Greene to have shown these pictures. But if you don't have a problem with the guy who took the pictures and the guy who profited from the person who took the pictures who now occupies the Oval Office, then I don't really give a damn for you. It's really getting harder and harder. And I take no pleasure in this, saying this. But you watch these people and you think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you a glass of water to save your life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't help you in any way, shape, or form if you support this kind of crap. If you support these kind of people, you watch that hearing and you got Jamie Raskin up there going, I don't really see this is just a prosecutorial difference of opinion. And you're like, you're not listening to anybody. Not a single Democrat up there listened to anybody. Most of them spent more time bitching about Donald Trump. Okay, prove something about Donald Trump. You've done nothing but investigate Donald Trump. You haven't actually proven anything about Donald Trump. Okay, I'm ready to believe anything that can be proven. But the guys who are testifying up there on Capitol Hill were bringing evidence and expertise and their firsthand experiences, and you had no interest whatsoever in any of it. You didn't care. You didn't give a damn. 
So, yeah, wine, piss, and it just shows me that it doesn't matter. They could have said, here's a video of, and it turns out all these pictures that Hunter Biden was taking with these girls. The cameraman, if you look in the reflection, was Joe Biden. He's there taking it, the pictures. And then we found a whole nother stash of pictures who are uh, Hunter took of Joe and these prostitutes. The Democrats would say, look, you know what, family bonding, you can't judge how somebody bonds with their child, et cetera, et cetera. They would find a way to ignore that too. They would find a way to justify that too. That is a sign of an immoral person, an immoral person. When you hear that Hunter Biden did not file, did not claim income, millions and millions of dollars over the course of several years, and he got away with it because the Justice Department allowed the statute of limitations to expire. And you don't care. You don't, oh, well, it's, hey, you were sitting here talking about a private citizen. A lot of what Congress does is talking about private citizens. Uh, every high-profile celebrity case, everything up there, they have private citizens up there. The baseball hearing that has private citizens and private they Congress inserts itself everywhere. Republicans, Democrats controlling it doesn't matter. If they can get publicity on it, they're on the case. And so they said, well, we're talking about a private citizen. We're talking about a very specific private citizen who to this day is traveling the world with the president of the United States. To what end? For what purpose? Why was Hunter Biden traveling to China with Joe when he was vice president? And how did he manage to come away with hundreds of millions of dollars to invest to play with in industries that he didn't have anything to do with and hedge fund management, things like that? How is that? Are you not curious about that at all? He's not some 14-year-old whose dad is going, you know what, son, you're about to witness history and I want you to be... No. He was there for a specific reason, and he was a full-blown junkie at the time. And not a single Democrat gives a damn about that. So there's a special place in hell for these people, as there should be. Just, you know, you sit there and you think, why can't they get there faster? Why can't they get there faster? And then we get the news today. A couple of stories here. The Daily Caller, their headline, Joe Biden and Hunter both told Ukrainian oligarchs to keep him on the Burisma board, FBI source says. President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden both told the CEO of Burisma to retain the president's son at the Ukrainian energy company, an FBI confidential source said in a report alleging a pay-to-play scheme by the Biden family. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley released the FD-1023 document. The House Oversight has been... uh, House Oversight Committee has been citing on Thursday as evidence pointed to Joe Biden being involved in a bribery scheme with Ukrainian oligarch Mikola Zelensky, whatever. House Oversight members previously viewed the document in a skiff, but Grassley released it publicly Thursday. See, this is there's going to be outrage about this. If you're watching the news last night and you flipped onto a liberal channel, Or if you watch it today, there will be outrage. Why are they releasing this information? This is classified information. This is secret. The FBI didn't want this information out. No, sources and methods. Sources sources and methods. There's no sources. Nothing's compromised in this. They just don't want you to have access to the firsthand information that they have. It's an allegation. It's not proof. 
but it is an allegation from somebody who is directly involved in this and would be in a position to know something that a normal human being would be asked about and required to refute and probably charged because the the allegations are seriousness serious enough but a democrat no a democrat no the story will be about chuck grassley released this this is an outrage well the speech and debate clause of the constitution protects chuck grassley and empowers him to release any damn thing he wants without fear of retribution by entering it in to the congressional record you can think what you will of that it's not something that is done very often but it is done and most recently most famously i'm sure it's been done more recently than this but not as famously it was done and cheered by the democratic left when california senator diane feinstein released the so-called torture report remember that Oh, we were torturing terrorists. And to me, I read that and I was like, good. I was pissed, though, that we didn't do more. But she released that. By, it was classified. There were all sorts of reports that she was going to do it for months and months and months. And then she eventually did it. She entered it into the congressional record. Classified, didn't give a damn about sources and methods. There was no exploration of, oh my goodness, what are the ethical ramifications of Dianne Feinstein doing this? It was straight up, we want to show that the CIA is bad. We want to show that George W. Bush was bad as president trying to protect this country from terrorists. How do, And they cheered it and they reported it without any discussion about the manner in which they got the information. There will be an exploration of the manner in which they got this information. And that will be the story. They will ignore the form. If they report on it at all on MSNBC and CNN, it will be about what Grassley did. It won't be about what the information in the document alleges. I promise you that. These people are as predictable as the tides and they are as evil and manipulative and corrupt as anything we've ever seen throughout history. New York Post. A bombshell FBI informant file containing a $10 million bribery allegation against President Biden and his son was released Thursday by Senator Chuck Grassley showing that a Ukrainian oligarch claimed he was, quote, coerced into making the payoff. The owner of the Ukrainian gas company, Burisma Holdings, Mikola Zelensky, whatever, told the FBI informant in 2016 during a meeting at a coffee shop in Vienna, Austria, that, quote, it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to pay another Biden, according to the FD 1023 form. Zelensky made the quote, Zelensky made some comment that although Hunter Biden was stupid and his, I mean, Zelensky's dog was smarter, Zelensky needed to keep Hunter Biden on Burisma's board, quote, so everything will be okay, end quote. Nice company you got there. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it. If America came to, and you think, well, they're in Ukraine, what does it matter? Look, having somebody like Vice President Biden not condemn your company helps. 
being in a position when, you know, the guy might run for president in 2020, you kind of got to keep that fish on the hook, don't you? Don't you? According to the report, the source then inquired whether Hunter Biden or Joe Biden told Zelensky he should retain the younger Biden. Zelensky replied, they both did. In an addendum to the report in June 2020, the source told investigators that Zelensky claimed to have 17 recorded conversations with the Bidens, two of which involved Joe. Isn't that interesting? The source added that he was convinced the uh, he was convinced the recordings and other evidence show he was quote somehow coerced into paying the Bidens to ensure Ukraine prosecutor Viktor Shokin was fired. That's the guy. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. You want this? You want this one billion dollar loan guarantee? You're gonna have to fire this prosecutor. There's really no other reason for the United States of America to give a damn about some random prosecutor in Ukraine, is there? No, there really wasn't. We're very concerned about you've been dealing with a corrupt government. The entirety of the Ukrainian power structure is corrupt. What's one prosecutor who's actually investigating corruption? It just happens to be corruption that impacts Joe's bottom line and Hunter's bottom line. It's weird, isn't it? It seems like something you might be interested in looking into if you were at all interested in rooting out corruption in the United States government. But Democrats are not at all interested in rooting out corruption in the United States government. If you watched that hearing, it was a bunch of there was a bunch of black Democrats up there talking about oh the legacy of slavery and you want to talk about the disproportionate blah 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 what about the number of this one arrested and that one arrested okay, okay let's how about disproportionate commissions of crime if you want to really go down the demography hole but they don't want to go down the demography hole all the way because then they would have to go well wait a but about the people who are victims of crime. Not just those who commit it, but the people who are victims of crime. Because the people, oh, a disproportionate number of this one are in prison. Well, uh, they disproportionately terrorize and criminalize people who look a hell of a lot like them. Why is it that Democrats only care about the people who have committed the crimes who are sitting in jail, not the people who were the victims of the crime, who in many cases have their lives ruined by the people sitting in jail. The Democrats will crusade for the criminal and ignore the existence of the victim. Nobody ever calls them out on that. I don't remember a single Morning Joe panel about how no cash bail impacts, say, a, a rape victim or somebody who was held up at gunpoint or one of the Asian ladies who had the crap beat out of them on the street because they happened to be Asian walking down the streets of Oakland, for example. There hasn't been a single Morning Joe program about that because they don't care. How does that help Democrats? I imagine that is the mantra over... I imagine that's Mika's tramp stamp tattoo. How does this help Democrats? <laughs> I just, they are really, truly 
disgusting and disturbing people, and I mean that, in, uh, with all contempt, every bit of contempt I can muster. And you can go ahead and project even more contempt on that because they're bad, bad people. They need to be defeated. They need to be destroyed. It's part of the reason why I watch the Trump campaign and they say nicer things about Democrats than they do about fellow Republicans. If Donald Trump is so secure in his lead in the polls that it matters, then maybe, I don't know, stop firing down your own trench, right? Because even if you, you want to make sure that Ron DeSantis doesn't have a late, okay, great, you're going to need Ron DeSantis's voters. And if you spend six months before Iowa calling them all jackasses who fall for some moron who was worse on COVID than the governor of New York, they're not going to come around to vote for you. They're just not. You can only smack people around so much before... You can only beat a dog for so long before the dog will bite you or at least will not respect you. You might want to, I don't know, stand for something rather than against people. We're up against something that we have to defeat. And honestly, I don't see a campaign from the current polling leader that is capable of beating a guy he lost to already by a lot. I don't think the true blue dedicated Trump supporters and every politician's got true blue dedicated supporters, but you got to recognize that, you know, your favorite band, I love this band and you can't fathom. What do you mean you hate the Beatles? How do you hate? Nobody hates the Beatles. Some people hate the Beatles. You don't need to get them to join the Beatles fan club. You just need them to choose the Beatles over Elvis, or the Rolling Stones in the polling place. And the more people insist that their band is the best and there's nothing else and they're complete jackasses to everybody else, the less likely anybody is willing to come around. I don't think that the Trump people are willing to admit how much people in the middle, people who are going to decide the election, simply don't like him. Joe Biden sucks. He's a horrible president. But there are people who would vote for him, a lot of people who would vote for him, more than Trump. It's not irrevocable. It's not something they can't correct. But it's something you can't correct if you don't admit it exists in the first place. And to do it, to correct it, you're going to have to offer a vision, a reason, a purpose. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I will do. It's better than what we have now. And you can sit there and you go, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. I can't stand him. And you hear the message of, of hope and of promise enough. And you go, I don't like that guy, but he, you know, I don't have to hang out with him. I like what he's saying. I don't like him. I don't like the people around him, but I like what he's saying. And it's going to be a hell of a lot better than the crap we have right now. Okay, I'll vote for him. Doesn't matter. The vote that is happily shared, somebody conga lines and dances down the street from their house to their polling place and cast counts just as much as the vote cast by somebody who holds their nose and goes, I can't believe I'm voting for this person. It counts just as much. You need both. And if you're just getting one, you're going to lose. That's a problem. 
I'd like to see all of the Republican candidates come up with a way to sort of address that. But somebody needs to at least acknowledge it first. Speaking of horrible people, the Democrats in the Senate are trying to put together some sort of ethics package for the Supreme Court. You gotta love that. You gotta love these amoral profiteers, people who make a fortune off of insider trading, running around saying we need to rein in the Supreme Court. They are out of control. They are unethical people because they're, well, they're doing essentially what these people did. That's what I find funny about it. The Democrats do all of these things. And uh, it's like, no, 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 no. This is terrible. This is terrible. Like, wait, you just did that. Well, that's different that we did that. It's different that you did that? Yeah, it's totally different that we did that. I want you to listen to this exchange. This is a hearing for that ethics bill. And Senator Kennedy offered an amendment. It was an innocuous amendment to condemn Keith Ellison, the racist piece of crap attorney general up in Minnesota, who called Clarence Thomas house slave. He called him the Samuel L. Jackson in Django Unchained. The other voice you're going to the first so the first voice you're going to hear is Senator Kennedy and then you're going to hear Senator Sheldon White guy of Rhode Island Senator Shel I mean White House he is a white guy he says oh no I condemn it but I don't want to I don't want to condemn it condemn it I wouldn't this amendment not only says that you shouldn't use racial slurs against Clarence Thomas, and we condemn it broadly for using racial slurs against Clarence Thomas. It also says that the Biden administration should enforce the law about protesting and intimidating judges in front of their houses, which is where the left wing has set up shop. They're still protesting outside of Merrick Garland's house, or not Merrick Garland, outside of uh, Brett Kavanaugh's house. They still go by all of these houses. They still threaten the families constantly, and Democrats don't give a damn about any of it because it's their team. It is, well, there's a little bit of irony at the end of this, but I just want you to hear this exchange because it exposes how just sick these people are. How can you not condemn a statement Calling, call, calling Justice Clarence Thomas a house slave. Come on, folks. That's all this amendment does. I mean, does anybody here support that kind of rhetoric? I don't. I don't think you do. And this kind of rhetoric hasn't been directed toward John's Robert, John Roberts. It hasn't been directed... Toward, toward Neil Gorsuch. It's been directed toward Clarence Thomas. And it's un-American. It's unconscionable. And I can't believe we wouldn't condemn it. I don't care how many lawyers can dance on the head of a pen. Don't, 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 don't try to pretend that this is a, some sort of a, a, a technical uh, mistake in this amendment. It's not complicated. 
You don't have to be a senior at Caltech to figure it out. It says all of this stuff about Clarence Thomas calling him a house slave and other racist, disgusting statements, we condemn. Now, you either condemn it or you don't. And that's all this amendment does. If I may respond, I, for one, do condemn that sort of rhetoric. But the senator's amendment does more than that. It calls upon the Biden administration to enforce Section 1507 of Title 18 United States Code to protect Supreme Court justices, including Justice Thomas, in light of flagrant violations of the law designed to intimidate justices. And we've spent a lot of time in this committee trying to make sure that the White House and the political side of the executive branch is kept out of internal Department of Justice law enforcement decisions. And in the light of that, I again ask my colleagues to vote no unless there's a second-degree amendment that clears that problem. Mr. Chairman. I respect my colleague, Senator Whitehouse, and he's better at me counting the number of lawyers that can dance on the head of a pen. But this is a real simple amendment. If you support the racist things that have been said about Clarence Thomas, then vote against this amendment. If you think the things that have been said about Clarence Thomas are rape, racist to the marrow, and you condemn them, then vote for this amendment. Well, um, I'm Sheldon White Guy. I, uh, I, of course, condemn that. It's really easy to condemn. Why don't I trust the sincerity of Sheldon White Guy? Well, because Sheldon White Guy has a history. Let's go in the Wayback Machine, June 21st, 2021, just over two years ago. New York Post again. Sheldon, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse is facing new scrutiny over his decades-long membership in an allegedly all-white private beach club as he bills himself as a progressive and a prominent critic of systemic racism, dismissing membership based on race as a, quote, long tradition in Rhode Island, end quote. Yeah, he belongs to a restricted beach club. He's a rich white guy, a very rich white guy. And his wife sits on the board of the, of the uh, beach club. He could actually be in a position to do something about it. He doesn't want to do anything about it. He could make a principled stand and resign from the club, but he's not about to do that either. Why? Because then he might have to hang out with black people. The controversy began when White House was confronted Friday by Go Local Providence reporter who published the video along with uh, an article on Saturday detailing what had occurred after asking about the senator's membership at the Newport-based Bailey's Beach Club, part of the Spouting Rock Beach Association. Quote, I think the people who are running this place are still working on that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. End quote. The progressive politician told the reporter after being asked of the club's lack of any diversity whatsoever. See, Sheldon White Guy likes to be around white people. Asked if such clubs should continue to exist at a time when the country is having a racial reckoning, White House replied, quote, It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. <laughs> and I just think we need to work our way through the issues, he added before leaving the scene. Look, yeah, no, no, no. This is the attitude of Democrats. Look, we are all for equality. We just want to keep the black and brown people away from us. There's a reason that they push 
segregation under the guise of tolerance, right? We need safe spaces for our black and brown people. Why? Because they really want safe spaces for their rich white people. While Whitehouse appeared to dismiss the club's circumstances, his wife, Sandra Whitehouse, is one of the three largest shareholders in the club. See, it's Sheldon. His middle name is Rich Guy, White, white Guy. Near uh, When the Rhode Island senator, who was first elected in 2006 and initially ran for office, he disavowed his membership and pledged to quit the club. Turns out he didn't, because he's a lying sack of crap. Of course, I quit the club. I'm just going on my wife's membership. Oh, that's weird. Reached for comment by the Post, White House senior spokesman Megan McCabe said that the country club was not all white, but declined to provide further information or proof. <laughs> Quote, the club has no such restrictive policy. The club has had members of color. The senator has dedicated his entire career to promoting equity and protecting civil rights, and his record shows that. End quote. And so we will not, therefore, prove anything we just said. Stop asking questions. Shut up. Don't you know he's a rich white guy? He's a Democrat. He's a rich white guy Democrat. Why do you hate rich white guy Democrats? God, these people are amazing. And there he is refusing to condemn racist attacks on Clarence Thomas. Oh, no, I, I, of course, of course I condemn them. But whatever, I mean, he is black and he is a bit of an Uncle Tom because he doesn't do exactly what we, like people like me, Sheldon White Guy, tell him to do. It's a progressive Democrat for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is their priority. This is what they do. This is who they are. All you have to do is look all you have to do is watch what they do. Forget what they say. Forget what they say. What they say doesn't matter. You can say anything. I put out a statement condemning it. Oh, did you? Yes. Why didn't you just say it? Why don't you just say it? What's the difference? You got a statement here and another statement that does the same thing as the statement. You're, well, I've already addressed this issue. As Sheldon White guy, I can tell you. What does it say about Rhode Island? Rhode Island's like, what, the size of a small city? And they keep sending this piece of crap back there? Is there, no, is there no Democrat in this state where you're like, you know what? I I suck too, but at least I'm better than this guy. And you just go like, yeah, you know what? We're going to vote for a lesser douchebag Democrat next time. Nope. It's not how Democrats work. They go for the douchiest of the douches. That's why you're probably going to see Senator... Adam Schiff come out of California and talk about a horrific thought, something that will have the founding fathers rolling over in their grave. Another race-baiting piece of crap. It's who Democrats are, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, that's enough for today, I think. I'm going to call it a day right there. I'm gonna get ready, get geared up. I've, I've been having difficulty holding my tongue in preparation for many of these things are going to be a part of the week in F and review. And so like, I'm going to like really swear. I don't, I, I want to, boy, how do I want to, but I made that deal rare occasions only. And with ample warning, the cursing will be reserved for the Saturday show. So there you go. Check it out. Sign up. Please support the program. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek 
be there at midnight. Have yourself an awesome weekend, and I'll see you all again at midnight and then on Monday. Thanks for listening.